Welcome to Younger Older, coming to you from the studios of Relate365.com here on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. I've been talking with Todd McElhaney, who's on our staff here at Silver Birch Ranch and Nicolay Bible Institute. And what do you what do you actually do here? You think my, I would know that, don't you? My um, I guess my technical title is media manager, okay. but I wear a lot of hats. But the main things I do is. Um, like I manage our website, I make all of our promo and informational videos. Um, I also am pretty heavily involved with like helping get groups set up, speakers and the bands when they come in the meeting rooms. And that's kind of it's kind of shared. I mean, yeah. I'm I did that for a long time, so we're kind of in the process of somebody else kind of taking that over. But I still answer a lot of questions. And well, and that. and then I go in your office and grab you for doing younger, older. <laughs> well, and then too with this season, um, we've kind of been the duo of a lot of speakers and bands cancel, and so you end up doing the speaking, and I end up leading the music. And I know. I called it. <laughs> I called it Groundhog Day speaking the other day to them because it's like. Well, why don't I just go speak with Todd and David doing music? Because <laughs> that happened all fall two, 2020. Um, yeah. Okay, I'll tell you a joke, see if you get it. It's an old dad joke. Okay. Okay, this year coming up is what? 2021. Yeah, do you realize the next one is 2022? Mm-hmm. It also, in other words, 2022. Uh, All right. If you got to explain it, it's no good. All right. Well, I I heard one too. You'll appreciate. On December thirty first this year, hindsight will truly be twenty twenty. Oh man, <laughs> dad jokes are rolling. If you're not a dad joke fan, you got to turn this thing off right now because we're both dads. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We were talking, and I always enjoy talking to you about your children and your your marriage and just how. God has wired us so that we can help people be the best they can. And you are in the position. You and your wife are in the position to teach your children. You are actually responsible for them. Mm -hmm. It's not the school. It's not the church. It's not your neighbors. You are responsible for your children. Yeah. Never give that responsibility up. And if you're listening to me today and you have children, you are responsible. Don't pass that off to the school. If they're not learning then you as a parent need to do something different because you're the one ultimately responsible for what goes on in their life. And I think in, in our culture, there's a lot of blame that goes around for a lot of things when things don't work the way they want it to. And that doesn't necessarily, like, I, I hear you and I know what you're saying, but just to clarify, that doesn't mean, like, everybody has to homeschool. Oh, no. It just means no. that, like, if they're going to school, you are responsible for teaching and training them what is right Absolutely. and and making sure that they are you know academically doing the best that they can that's right so. now i i grew up going to a public school i was i was in a chicago public school but my parents were still responsible mm -hmm. for making sure that i understood what values were what was right and wrong uh, even if i wasn't reading or doing what i should be they needed to notice and do something to make sure that i was on the right page right yep I mean, that was still their responsibility. It is not okay for them or anybody to say, well, the school failed, so it's their problem. No, you're the parent. You need to notice. You need to be right. involved enough with your kids to know what they're doing and not doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you really do. Don't wonder what they're doing. You need to be involved enough so that you can help them make decisions. Because there are some times where a, a school might give them a book that you don't want them reading. Mm-hmm. 
or say something that you want to at least have a discussion about mm-hmm. and, and give another side. And so you really need to be active in their educational process. And I think that brings up something that parent or not, I think what has been greatly lacking in the last, you know, quite a while is people taking responsibility. Yes, absolutely. Passing the blame, whatever whatever it is. Um, I mean, I think taking personal responsibility is so, so important in every area of life. It is. When you blame others or situations for how you are, um, you're really limiting yourself from getting better. Mm-hmm. And it's not that those things aren't true. That's the hard part. Yeah. You know what I mean? It yep. may be. For example, I'll use something real simple for me. I, I can tell you that I gain weight real easily. I smell food and I got a pound on me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Unbelievable. There was a time where I couldn't. When I played college football, they begged me to gain weight. I ate and ate and ate and worked out and lifted weights. My whole four years in college, I didn't gain a pound. Wow. It was just- That's it, kind of impressive, actually. It, it was strange. <laughs> yeah. It was strange to them. It was strange to me. But now, now I smell food and I gain weight. So something happened along mm-hmm. the way. I can say, well, I can't help it because my, my metabolism's slow. I can do that. I can blame that. I can blame the fact that life has changed. Or- I can do, as a doctor told me once, eat less, hmm. exercise more. Revolutionary. Yeah. And, and it's pretty much what he was saying is take responsibility for yourself. Yes, your metabolism is slow. Yes, the guy next to you can eat twice as much as you and not gain weight. Quit looking at all that. Mm-hmm. You're feeling sorry for yourself, and now you're sitting at home saying, I have no choice other than to just be overweight because of the way I am. That isn't personal responsibility. Notice my doctor didn't say, yes, you don't have a metabolism that's slow. He didn't say that. Mm-hmm. You do. But he told me, if you, wanna, if you understand that, then you need to adjust to it. And you, you should not be eating as much as you eat without the exercise. Personal responsibility, regardless of, of what happened to me or how I am, is something that I can't run away from. And really... In families, same thing. You could grow up and you could say, well, my life, my father abandoned me, whatever. Okay, you're giving me the reasons why life is tough. Mm -hmm. I understand that. And there are reasons. Yeah. Valid reasons, The the question I'm asking is, what are you going to do with those? Mm -hmm. The responsible person then recognizes that I have to do something with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, My grandpa was an alcoholic who was a a bad alcoholic. I I don't know that there's a good one, but... he people a, went, you know, yeah. They, they, he beat people when he was, you know, a, a bad response when he was drunk. Mm-hmm. Well, my dad was a great dad. What happened? Mm-hmm. He had every reason to go bad. Mm-hmm. Well, in, instead, he focused on what he needed to do. In fact, he looked at what his dad did as an example of what not to do. Sure. And yeah. instead, I never got beat by him. I never saw that side that he saw from his dad. Mm-hmm. Because he decided to go the opposite way. It wasn't that he didn't have a rough life. Mm-hmm. It was that he took what he had, he found people doing it right, and he changed his life according to what he understood to be true. Mm-hmm. And I think anybody can do that. Yeah. 
even in like the a lot of the stuff I do here um, with like the videos and design is creative and I've been really thankful I've had the opportunity to teach a couple different people how to do videos you know start they have no knowledge anyway start from like here's a camera you know aperture frame right. rate all this stuff right. and I the, one of the first things I teach them is it's all about mindset it is so important to do the best you can with what you have and I've kind of <laughs> coined this phrase that it's just nobody ever wrote a book about anybody who makes excuses. Right. You know, I mean, we as a society love underdog stories. You know, people that came from the ghetto that, you know, became professional athletes. I mean, there's a lot of athletes that are people's role models because of where they came from. Right. And what that is all about is taking personal responsibility and not letting yourself be a victim and rising above it okay sure i came from this that doesn't limit anything no if anything it could play to your strength if you're willing to face legitimate issues head on right so you, you know what i, I think when, as you talk about that one of the most critical factors for anybody in personal responsibility is to be truthful and identify what the issues really are we're not saying don't sure. say you didn't have a bad right yeah. background Right. No one's saying that was good. Right. And part of it, too, is those things make you who you are. Right. And whether good or bad, responding to them can either, you know, make you a better person or not. You know, there's a lot of people, you know, take professional athletes that come from, you know, unlikely places. They have a drive and a tenacity that maybe people that have been handed everything their whole lives don't have. Right, right. In a way, it's been a gift for them. Right. You know, it's 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 interesting because in the scriptures, we're told when you sin, when you do something you shouldn't, First John 1, 9 says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. One of, godly, one of God's characteristics is that when I confess my sin, he heals and moves forward. He doesn't, mm -hmm. okay. Right. When something's happened in the past that I want to blame or my metabolism is slow, what I need to do is be honest and confess what it is. My metabolism is slow. Okay, that's the truth. Now, I can spend time now feeling sorry for myself and thinking I have no choices and I can't, or I can take that truth and build on it and say, well, then I can't eat as much as somebody who's got a fast metabolism. See that now, yeah, but don't you feel gypped? Really? I mean, mm -hmm. just feeling like I'm I'm gypped means I shouldn't do it, and I could eat and be unhealthy and somehow be miserable that way. Mm -hmm. uh, do you realize that either way I'd be miserable if I'm looking and saying <laughs> I'm, I'm gypped, or yeah. if I eat too much and I'm 400 pounds? Either way, I'm going to be miserable. Yeah. Uh, the only way not to be miserable is to identify the truth of the issue and learn and become the best you you can become, and that's by knowing the scriptures and understanding, mm -hmm. applying them, and, and hanging around people who actually know God and apply it in their lives. Mm -hmm. That's what you do. That's yeah. being responsible. Yeah, and I think, too, that kind of uh, touches on or segues into kind of what we were talking about before recording with, like, the time management thing, right. which I think for me, 
you know, on, on the uh, area of like exercise and physical health and stuff, I, with my two boys have really struggled to find like an hour, hour and a half to go to the gym. Absolutely. And so what I have kind of resolved to do is I'm really trying and I'm growing in this. I'm not perfect in it, but recognizing like we're talking about not being a victim of like, Oh, my kids are making it difficult. And you know, in the evenings, like I need to spend time with my wife. I'm not, I'm still recognizing it is important to be physically exercising. So what I've done and maybe have a better suggestion too, because like I said, I'm learning, but what I have done is I've decided, okay, this is important. And I also don't want to make it too important where I jip my family out of time. Um, But how do I, rather than make excuses, still make it happen? And so I've resolved to every night when I let the dog out to, to uh, do her business outside, I will go to the garage and I have a couple dumbbells out there and I'll spend some time doing some exercises because I still, I'm still trying to be intentional with the best and do the best I can with what I have. And so maybe we can touch a little bit too on the time management thing, because like, you know, we had talked about say um, earlier about being in the word, you know, you are at a stage in life where you can get up early, get a lot done, you know, before eight in the morning. For me, my kids are up early and then I want the only time I really have to talk to my wife is in the evening, you know, when the kids aren't running around crazy after they're in bed. And my, my wife is very much needs to talk the day through with an adult, you right. know, cause she spent all day with little kids. Absolutely. So, so, um, time management or reading and stuff for me, maybe listening to the Bible as I'm doing dishes to help her out. Right. You know, that's so anyways, let's talk on yeah. some of that. Cause we're in, I mean, I think it's a good younger, older, it is. I, I think thing. one of the things that everybody, regardless of your age, needs to identify are the principles in life that guide you. They're principles. They don't change. Mm-hmm. For example, there is a God. Yep. Okay, we know that. That's principle. Yep. Um, and do you believe that he loves you? Yes. Okay, then you need to act that way. Mm-hmm. Do you believe you can trust him? Yes. Okay, then you need to act that way. So yep. it's those things where those sure. are principles. Okay, those aren't going to change. I don't care what happens to the world. The world can get bombed. You, you know, you can get sick or be well that don't the principles in life don't change right now is it important for you to stay in shape physically mm-hmm. yeah, is it I important so. for you to read the bible yeah those are principles that's why that that's why they're important mm-hmm. those are not going to change when you're my age are those still important yes yeah absolutely. okay so those yeah. haven't changed and they never will mm-hmm. here's the the thing that changes is the methods that you achieve those principles with and, and the wise person understands the seasons of life they're in and adjusts their methods. But, and but takes responsibility. And takes responsibility. Yeah. You don't abandon the principle. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've talked, and I encourage people to go to Relate365.com and download the last episode we did on Younger Older. But we've talked about how do you take a, a young child like yours and, and encourage their energy? And how do you, well, right, yeah. again, instead of using it as an excuse Oh, my child does this, so they're never going to mount anything. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, this is a gift. Let's figure mm-hmm. out what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And likewise, now in the season of your life, if you can identify with your wife the basic principles that you know that you have to cover, 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so each of you need time in God's word. Each of you need to exercise somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and okay, I'm stopping right there. You can identify however many principles you need to do. Mm-hmm. But now the discussion becomes, okay, at this season in life, mm-hmm. how do we help each other do this? Because right. we're the adults in the house. Right. Yeah. So, so how do we help each other accomplish mm-hmm. this? Um, and again, you can get into, okay, there's introverted, extroverted personality. So there's, there's different needs there. Your wife is a verbal processor. So there's a principle there. So mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you have these principles identified. And probably very few young people will sit down, write down a few principles that really can never be compromised. Mm-hmm. And then challenge each other on let's figure out the methods to get these things done. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm being responsible. That's all. Right. Um, I, I think of which my, goes yep. into planning. Too, oh yeah. Which is what that was another thing that we were talking about. Oh absolutely. How how people my age really. <laughs> no. If you're always flexible enough to change everything, mm-hmm. you're in trouble. However, you need to be flexible. And it, yes. I know that sounds like a statement that is right. contradictory, but there are people that get up today that don't have a plan for today. Well, explain what you were telling me earlier yeah. to about like in your stage of life, how do you get stuff done and be flexible? Right. So this for, is your method. Yeah. For me right now, I get up at about five in the morning, sometimes 430, because at my stage in life, that's when I wake up. Mm-hmm. But I've been waking up early most of my life because it's during those really early hours that my kids would sleep as they got older. Mm-hmm. And I would have at least till eight o'clock normally with no noise, nothing there. And so I can study and I can read and I can pray and I can think. I can prepare all the podcasts. I I can do all that during that time period. If by 8 o'clock I have done that, if if I get that time, the rest of my day, whatever I have scheduled, I can actually flex pretty well and not get discouraged because I got the principal stuff done Mm -hmm. that day. And I don't know what God's going to give us. I mean, think of what happened in 2020 with all of a sudden, right. you know, March came, you're not open anymore. You're, we didn't know <laughs> what to do. If you can't be flexible in 2020, exactly. it's going to be an even rougher year. <laughs> so for me, that that works and it applies to principles. Now, when I look at my wife, I mean, every day, principle to us, exercise. For us, so every day we schedule a time where we go walk for three miles. We walk at, you know, because mm-hmm. two things, principles, two principles. One, exercise, and walking, I guess, is good for you. Uh, uh-huh. And number two, it gets us away from all the stuff in our homes that our minds wander to and distract, mm-hmm. and we don't communicate then. So we're just with each other yeah. for an hour, walking that, three miles. And that also, I think, touches on, like we've talked about before, finding ways that you as individuals connect because like like you've told me just sitting down at a table and talking doesn't work isn't the easiest so okay let's do something and talk and then it works right you know? and i think that again goes to like the intentionality part like we like we had said earlier like for me it's i mean my kids my boy was up finley was up before five this morning yep. and so that would not work for me to try to really read then and you know, the other, I have tried to get up early with them at times and I will read and say like, okay, this is reading time. If you're going to be up, we're going to, you're going to quietly draw, you know? And so like, I'm trying to be creative in finding those areas, but then it also is like, okay, I, I do find reading important. 
And this was something I even talked to my wife about is that I'm realizing, like we were talking about, identifying principles. Right. What is important that's not going to change? I want to keep growing. I want to keep learning. I want to keep reading. So how does that work? Well, I managed to finish, you know, a book in like a week and a half this, you know, the past couple weeks. And it was because I saw it as important. I wanted to finish it. When I took the boys to the gym, they ran around and maybe I only read a paragraph before I, right. they were like, daddy, come, you know, play right. ball with us or whatever. But, you know, a bite at a time. Right. And I, I'm starting to, and again, this is just part of the conversation. I'm growing. I'm learning. I'm identifying these things, these principles that are important, that don't change. How do I, in whatever my stage of life, get creative about making those things happen? Because my ideal would be them sleeping in, me going to bed early, getting up early, having that time quiet in the morning. And, you know, I mean, it was encouraging to hear you say, like, you know, that could happen again. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it will. But, I promise you it yeah. will at some point. And, uh, but also, like, I don't want to make excuses. I want to, like, and I have, you know, tried to force that to happen and, you know, gotten frustrated and stuff. But, I, you know, I'm realizing, like, like you said, you ha- you can't be so, so flexible that you don't have a plan. Right. But we have to be somehow flexible. And, and you don't turn your kids into God. Hmm. By that I mean yeah. some, what happens a lot of times is parents begin to, their whole life, they can't plan anything cause, because of the variables that are going on with their children. Hmm. So they don't plan anything. Right. So before you know it, I've talked to people later in life, uh, you know, Johnny's doing football, Jenny's doing this, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. all we're doing is driving them to places, picking them up, we have no time for anything. And I say, well, stop the football. Oh, how could you? D- <laughs> yeah. What's important mm-hmm. in life? You know, years ago, one of the best things that a coach told me as I was um, uh, working out in high school, he looked at me and said, you know, Dave, you are never going to be a professional football player. Hmm. And I looked at him and I felt like being insulted. <laughs> yeah. Except for the fact that I knew what he was saying was absolutely true. I knew some guys that were superior athletes and, and boy, they were just different than I was totally. And what's interesting is this coach had the courage to say, because here's what I was struggling with. I was struggling with the idea, I love playing hockey. I love playing football. I was a swimmer in high school. I love all the various sports. Mm -hmm. And one of the the coaches, the football coach of that high school was saying, you need to stop everything and concentrate on one. So I went to a coach I trusted, Mm -hmm. who happened to be my sophomore football coach and my swimming coach. Mm -hmm. And I went to him and I said, you know, here's what I got told. And he just looked at me and said, Dave, can I be honest with you? Sure. You're not going to be a professional athlete at any of these things. If I were you, I would go learn as many as you can and enjoy them so the rest of your life you have sports to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that advice. Yeah. It was so good. And I think it is important to recognize people who, you know, I think who don't care about you aren't invested in you they may be people that say stuff like that and they give you a drive to work harder at it and there are people sometimes who who are invested in you and care about you right and they are honest with you and rather than being insulted you that can be a strength okay well then how do i invest 
my time into what I am good at. Yeah. And I think our culture balks so much at like, wait, you can't tell me what I can't be. Right. You know, and I mean, depending on what it is and who it is and all that stuff, I mean, sometimes, you know, it's kind of the whole let my haters be my motivators yeah. kind yeah. of a thing. Sometimes, you know, people saying things lights a fire under you too to get you to develop some people develop a lot slower and it is harder but it's worth working to other people i think would do better to accept you know maybe this isn't my gift yeah you have to be careful what you hear sometimes yeah mm-hmm. i mean somebody that comes to you and says and i've heard in interviews a lot you can do anything you put your mind to that's a lie yeah. i will never be a ballerina yeah i, I will not <laughs> You know what I mean? It's I, not something I'm not, I want to see. I, I don't know. <laughs> Picture is just terrible. <laughs> but, but if you go through and you think, okay, can I ever do like the balance beam in gymnastics? I'm sorry, no. <laughs> you might say, oh, you. no, I will never be a world champion on the balance beam. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's not a guy's sport. Secondly, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't do that. I'm scared to death standing up four inches and moving around. Mm-hmm. Well, you can go, no, I, really – there is some genetic things that happen to pro athletes. They're, they're a little different in some cases. Mm-hmm. I think honesty is better than, and then filling a kid full of lies about what they can and cannot do because if they just, because now all of a sudden, if I can't be a professional athlete, I'm depressed somewhere. Cause I, I don't try hard enough. Right. Well, I'm never going to be a ballerina. Yeah. I th- and I think, too, like you said, honesty is so important. Honesty with ourselves. Yeah. You know, like I think about um, that scientist, uh, Stephen Hawking. Yeah. He he could hardly move. Right. You know, and so he invested his time in his mind. That was something he had. Right. You know, and that's an extreme example. But I. It's think, a great example. But I think he was honest with himself. <laughs> Right. You know, about what he was able to do. And uh, and he's, you know, world renowned now. Well, and that's what we get to do, I think, is is honestly sit down, identifying our lives. First of all, we don't want to be victims. And we talked mm-hmm. about that. And yep. secondly, uh, we need to identify the principles in our life and then identify ways to make sure that we're accomplishing those mm-hmm. with the people that we love. And here's the hard part. It will probably mean you have to stop doing some other things. You, you may not have as many uh, of your friends over. You're going to have a third son here soon. Mm-hmm. You may not be party central at your house for a while. Yep, probably. You know what yep, I mean? It, it, it may not. be that life is different for a little while because it's seasonal. It doesn't mean the principle is going to change. It just means at this point. It's kind of like two young people get married, and then they realize, well, I had a whole different lifestyle before I was married. Completely different, yeah. Now I have to adjust everything in my life. Yes, mm-hmm. you do. It's different now for the rest of your life. Some don't like that. But yet, that's the healthy thing to do. The honest thing, yeah, too. The yeah, the honest and healthy. So it's like, okay, I need to be able to identify principles, methods. I don't want to live as a victim. And if I only accomplish a couple things while my kids are in this stage, this season of life, then I will. And I promise you, and anyone that's listening, if you're, if you have young children, they're very active right now. There will come a time where they'll want to sleep in in the morning, <laughs> and all of a sudden your mornings are free, and it's going to surprise you a little bit, but it will happen, and you can get back to where you were. You you can change methods in time, but never change the principles to go by the methods, or you'll be frustrated. Mm-hmm. 
um, and that's important. This yeah, is good stuff. Yeah, this is Younger Older. We're coming to you from the studios of Relate365.com, which is on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. And I invite you to go to those websites, Relate365.com or Nicolay Bible Institute. Uh, org and take a look at those programs and allow us to minister to you and your family and your church. Thanks for listening.